Today is April 27th, 2023. This is the Blockchain Journal Podcast. I'm your host, David Berlin. I'm coming to you from Consensus 2023. We're in the big main exhibit hall, surrounded by all kinds of exhibitors. They're trying to sell their wares, a lot of different blockchain solutions. Plenty of attendees here today. This is the day when uh, a lot of the people who paid for the lower price ticket are here, so the floor is much busier than it was yesterday. These people are interested in blockchain solutions for the enterprise. They're interested in cryptocurrency, all sorts of things. Standing with me right now is Adam Lowe. He is the chief product officer for Arculus. Adam, thanks for joining me on the show. Great to be here. Really enjoy the conversation. Yeah, it's great. So uh, Arculus is one of the exhibitors here, and you guys have a variety of technologies that would be of interest to enterprises. Let's start with this little credit card thing that I saw, and uh, there it is, this credit card. Tell me about that credit card, what makes it so special? Sure, so Arculus is a digital asset and digital identity platform that allows you to securely store your keys on a smart card. So smart cards have been storing and protecting keys for decades and have never been penetrated. The difference is we're the first people to be able to put payments, FIDO keys, WebAuthn keys, and crypto keys all on the same card using the same secure microcontrollers. Smart card. Not everybody knows what that means. We're talking about just like an average everyday credit card, right, with a chip on it. Is that a smart card? Yeah, essentially any card you have in your pocket nowadays is a smart card. So smart cards, by definition, are any card that has a chip. Uh, they're all what are called secure microcontrollers, which are specialized chips that have been designed to generate, store, and keep keys safe. And that's what you have in every Visa card, MasterCard, Amex card around the world. So this sounds like the Ginsu knife of the old days. Uh, it slices, it dices, it makes julienne potatoes, does all, all these different things that you went through. You went through a list of things that it does. Why would this be of any interest to an enterprise? Sure. So for an enterprise solution, you know, nobody wants to manage 12 systems, right? So with this single system, because it is a card format, imagine you're, you're managing your enterprise. You can walk in the building, use it as your badge. You can use it to log into things like Microsoft 365 and all of that key federation single system. You can use it to sign crypto transactions if that's part of your business. You can use it to secure a key share if you're using something like key sharding or multi-party computing. So it really is a place to safely store and do cryptography in an easy to use format that works with everything off the shelf. A lot of enterprises are looking at the idea of keeping crypto in reserve in some wallet or using a custody solution, maybe something like Itana to hold their crypto. But at the end of the day, there's only a handful of people, operators, administrators, who have the, uh, the keys to the kingdom, so to say, and they're able to transact. So does your card have all that technology in it to manage those permissions so that you can say, all right, here's the CEO, CEO has these permissions, the chief financial officer has these other provisions, permissions that you have um, the folks in the accounting department or maybe a department head who has to pay a vendor in crypto because that's all they accept. Is that all done in your solution? Sure. So the, the best way to do that to be managed on chain really is by smart contract. And the system can work with any smart contract that's really deployed, can sign any transaction for any type of smart contract that manages that. For a centralized solution, like let's say you're custodying in someone like Fireblocks or Copper and you want to set different permission levels, those FIDO keys we talked about create unique digital signatures. So you can apply those different permissions you spoke about to each of those different key sets, tap it, you'll get a unique digital signature on Ledger if you want that will allow you to see who did what when with the proper permissions, so absolutely. But you need a separate solution to do the whole identity, access management, permissions, all that kind of stuff? 
So within our system, we can use uh, reusable credentials. So you can generate a unique identity using our key set, uh, reuse them, sign with them, et cetera. Uh, the only thing we are not is we are not a custodian. So if you want someone who's a professional custodian, uh, you would go to a third-party partner. We are a full identity solution and identity solution management system, though. We're talking about enterprise use cases, and blockchain journals mainly about the enterprise, but there's going to be some number of people who are going to be interested in this and say, look at this and say, hey, maybe there's some consumer applications to this. What are those? Sure, absolutely. So on this same card, we have deployed our consumer solution to thousands and thousands of people. Uh, you can see it at getarculus.com, where we take the same type of card, sell direct to consumer, and we have thousands and thousands of consumers that have our product, uh, keep their crypto safe, uh, generate their keys, self-custody their keys, and really take full control of their digital lives and their crypto. Because after meltdowns like FTX and other centralized exchanges, you know, if they're not your keys, it's not your crypto. Does this become a credit card that people can use, like the way BitPay works? Sure, it can be. So our consumer product is uh, crypto wallet only, but we partner with B2B enterprises like Meld, uh, where we can do payment plus cold storage, we can do payment plus FIDO. Uh, we're working on getting a chip with enough memory to do all three, and we're really nearly there. So it absolutely can. That's not our consumer product, but we partner with B2B enterprises where they can get credit cards and cold storage on one card. Off camera, you're talking about how uh, you, you already have these other card technologies that where card issuers, regular credit card issuers, are using this using your card technology separate from blockchain, separate from cryptocurrency. Uh, who are those companies? Sure. Um, so one we announced is Invesco in Latam. So with that company as an example, uh, you can take our card and securely log into your platform of choice. So as we've mentioned a couple of times, the FIDO keys, they work automatically with a number of systems. So things like um, Microsoft, Google, Facebook, Instagram, um, you pick your favorite social channel, Twitter, they all have FIDO keys enabled. So that really allows consumers to keep their whole ecosystem safe in addition to their bank account. I was actually referring to the non crypto card, no wallet, no nothing. You guys issue card, you, you guys work with a bunch of banks and financial, oh, sure. yeah, yeah. And so what are they doing, are, are, do they have any tr any interest in moving from the, talk about the standard credit card technology that you're doing with those companies, and then let's, let's talk about whether any of those companies are thinking about migrating to this more functional version of the card. Yeah, absolutely. So we're under, under an NDA, but we issue to some of the largest issuers in the world, right? We produce cards for the likes of JP Morgan Chase, American Express, Capital One, N26. So those are big issuers. And some of those big issuers are looking at things like FIDO to keep their people safe. Because right now on many platforms, the only thing between you and a hacker is a text message, and that's not secure. So here, we're taking those same payment cards, adding the security technology, and that is great at keeping consumers safe. So imagine you get a new cell phone. How do you prove you're you the first time? You can pull out your favorite banking card, tap it to your phone, use the digital key on your credit card that you're always carrying with you to prove you're you the first time, securely log you back in. That in some ways puts all of those financial institutions in the identity business, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, they are there today. Um, it's just not necessarily with the best tech, right? It's really important that they have secure reusable credentials, and right now that's often tied to a password. A password is a shared secret, which is a problem. So we're really pushing everyone in the space, whether it's with our product or somebody else, to migrate to digital keys, because you should be using digital keys to secure your digital life. Now, Arculus also makes 
infrastructure for enterprises to use. Why don't you talk a little bit about that solution? Sure, so uh, for the FIDO solution that we just talked about, it requires a FIDO server. It's very easy to integrate. You can imagine when you tap that card to your phone, it's a call and response. So you need to authenticate to a server. So we have a FIDO server available for our banking customers to use, whether they use it in our cloud, or we give you a Docker container and you deploy it in your cloud. So it's easy enough. Also, because of our consumer product, we have an entire crypto backend. So if you don't want to build yourself an entire crypto backend to deploy, we have our own nodes, our own indexers, and our own infrastructure and API that we'd be happy to talk to you about using. And the APIs that you're talking about that are in the infrastructure, you, you, you call it a crypto backend. Actually, let's back up. What do you mean by crypto backend? Because a lot of people are going to be like, what does that mean? Does that mean a blockchain or does that mean something else? Sure. So, on our back end, on our cloud infrastructure, we maintain our own nodes and our own API system that sits on top of those nodes. So you can pass all of the base API commands, the RPC commands to the different nodes to do basic crypto functions, and then we've added our own APIs on top of that for convenience. That makes it a lot easier to call things like Ethereum history, Cardano history, Polkadot history, et cetera. So it really allows businesses to much more rapidly deploy without having to completely understand and learn the crypto ecosystem and the ins and outs, they can make some basic and easy to use API calls to get the information they need and to talk to the blockchain. How many chains does that uh, sit on top of? Sure, we sit on over top of 12 chains today and it's growing all the time. And we have the capability to rapidly deploy, so if we had a special request, we could get it up and running quite quickly. The thing that strikes me as being very beneficial there is if you work, if an enterprise works with your API, and suddenly they have a need to go on onto a different chain, they can just bring that chain in without having to reprogram all their systems to work with a new API. It's like a, so you're sort of standardizing the API interface to multiple chains. Yeah, exactly. We have a standard API interface that we use, so it's very easy, right? So it's, you know, imagine arculus.githistory. your favorite chain. So right, you just make a match case, pick your favorite chain, and it's much more rapid to deploy because each chain has their own language and each chain has their own nuance and you don't want to have to learn all of that. We did it for people so everyone doesn't have to learn it. Great, well, Adam Lowe, Chief Product Officer for Oculus, thank you very much for being on the Blockchain Journal podcast. Really appreciate it, thank you.